We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> you talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What is up, Thunder fans? Welcome to episode two of the uncontested post-game podcast series. Uh, this is your boy, Jacob, ThunderMob405 on Twitter, coming at you Friday night. The Thunder just played their first home game of the season against the Washington Wizards, uh, dropping to 0-2 on the season. The Thunder lose 97-85. to And I am here to break this one down with you guys before we jump into it. Real quick, I just want to shout out that we are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and brought to you this episode by Axios Sports. So if you're new to the pod, make sure that you go wherever you download your podcast at. Subscribe to The Uncontested. You can also find us on bluewirepods.com. Click that subscribe button while you're there. If you enjoy what you hear, clicking that five-star rating would mean a ton to me. So go ahead and do that while you're at it. When you click download, you will be getting podcasts after every single Thunder game this season. Plus, every morning, you will get our special big weekly podcast where we all jump on and talk for about an hour about Thunder basketball in the NBA. We're going to keep you guys up to date and entertained all season long. So make sure you go and you hop on that. That would mean a ton to us. So to this game... Thunder, again, they dropped this game to the Washington Wizards, 97-85. to And before we get started really talking about the Thunder in specific, I wanted just to, to run through some of these stats with you guys real quick, the team stats. Uh, even though the Thunder did not look great for long stretches of this game tonight, it's kind of interesting because the Thunder stats and the Wizards stats uh, mirror each other a lot. Uh, it, with the exception of a, of a few spots. So first, field goal percentage. The Thunder only scored 85 points in this game. They shot 39.8% from the field, which is awful. But Washington only shot 40.2%. So there's a 0.4% percent 
shooting differential. Now, one place where the Thunder really severely got outscored was the three-point line. Uh, both teams shot sub-30% 30 cent, 30 from three, Thunder at 217 and the Wizards at 26.8. The difference, though, was just in the quantity of shots. Washington took 41 threes tonight, where the Thunder took 23. Washington made 11, the Thunder made 5. So Washington scored 6 more three-pointers than the Thunder did. That's 18 points? Trying to do math off the top of my head here. It's not going to end up well. Another place where the Thunder should have made up ground and did not was the free-throw line. Washington only took 10 foul shots tonight. The Thunder have been defending really well at the rim. To to defend without fouling like that and only give up 10 foul shots is really good. Washington made 8 of 10, 80%. The Thunder, man, I don't know what the hell is in the water in Oklahoma City, but it makes you not be able to shoot free throws. Oklahoma City, 14 of 22 from the free throw line for 63%. That, that'll lose you games. They missed eight free throws tonight. They lost by 12 points. Um, if they made those free throws, that, that game is much tighter coming down the stretch, and the Thunder probably have the lead, honestly. Um, besides that, rebounds only two off. Uh, Thunder with 49, Wizards with 47. Assists was a big one. Washington with 21 assists, Thunder with only 14. Uh, as we get on the line, uh, a lot of these stats continue just to be similar uh, turnovers were close. Fast break points were close. Points in the paint were close. Fouls were really close. Uh, techs, everything was close after that. So th- the big reason the Thunder lost this game was mainly free throw shooting and then really getting outscored from the three-point line. They they held Washington to a low percentage, but Washington still scored a lot more from the three-point line. And that's really where... I think our our big difference in this game comes from. Um, lots of interesting things to talk about in this game, though, with it being the second Thunder game of the season. Um, before I jump into talking about those things, though, uh, real quick, I just want to tell you guys about Axio Sports. Following a team that you love in 2019, like the Thunder, uh, it's a hassle. It's time-consuming. Uh, there's a lot of NBA things going on. And so it's almost impossible, but scrolling through all the app and visiting every website on a daily basis, uh, it's too much work. So that's why you should subscribe to Axios Sports. It's a free daily newsletter. You don't have to put in a credit card info, anything. It's just a free email newsletter. Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email inbox. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, you'll get the best stories from the NBA and the NFL, all the way to niche sports like ping pong and cricket. It's got a little bit of everything in there. It'll highlight the most important stats and trends. Uh, it gives you the top stories, and you just get everything in one simple email. You can just scroll through in the morning, and you've got everything. Super simple to sign up. It's free, sports.axios.com. You can join over 100,000 sports fans who already are on Axios. No subscription fee, no paywall, nothing. Again, you can sign up at sports.axios.com. All right, before we jump into the specifics of this game, uh, so I was at the game tonight, and I just wanted to kind of talk about the beginning because the beginning of the game was really cool. So they, they had the national anthem as as normal. They announced the opposing team as normal. And then typically after that, the Thunder 
dim all the lights. They play their intro video. It's like a little hype video um, just of like some dramatic like movie style music. Some some pictures and some some video clips of dunks and passes and blocks and people taking charges. And then it cuts to the PA guy doing the, the, the starting lineup. Um, bit different tonight. And I wonder if, if it was just because it was opening night or if they're changing it up. But the intro video actually had a lot of audio to it. And the, the entire theme was blue-collar Oklahoma City people. Just hardworking, middle-class, uh, tough, stick-it-out-to-the-end type of people. And the the message was, it's not me, it's not I, it's not you, it's us, it's we. It was very blue-collar, very community-based, uh, which I thought was, was kind of cool, kind of trying to play on, on those ideas that a lot of Oklahomans kind of hold dear to them, right? That, that this city, this community is this blue-collar community that's been brought together multiple times through tragedy and now through something much better, uh, basketball. And so I thought that was really cool. And then the starting lineups, they did well, they did a starting lineup, but they announced every team or every player on the team's roster. Uh, and the guy announcing was not the PA guy, but instead it was Jobby, the Oklahoma City local rapper. Um, he's on Twitter at my name is Jobby. Um, so he was out there with the microphone at midcourt. Shouting out everybody, uh, Lou Dort, Hamadou Diallo, Darius Baisley, and then he gets to the starting lineups, and then as he calls those guys out, they ran out onto the court. It was a really, really cool thing. I, For me personally, I thought it was one of the coolest intros they've ever done. I love that they, they kind of changed it up a little bit. It would be really cool if they would do it like that the entire season. I doubt they will. Uh, but it also made me think of way back in the day, like, 2010, 2011, 2012, when this team had Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, they never put a singular person um, on a cover or of a of a pamphlet or on you know a big billboard on the side of the road. It was always you know team over individual, and that was definitely the message I got from that intro stuff tonight, which was. It was kind of cool. I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if you guys have had a chance. I tweeted a video. My video is probably not great. I'm sure uh, the Thunder themselves will probably upload the video onto their app and their website and stuff so you can find it. If you can't, you can go to the uh, at the underscore uncontested. You can find my video on there. Uh, I just filmed it on my phone from my seats in the stadium tonight. So you can check that out. But it was really cool. I really enjoyed that. And then the game started and the Thunder looked good in the first quarter. And then the bench unit came in, and the Thunder did not look good for long stretches of time. So let's go through some of these players. Let's talk about what they look like. Let's talk about their statistics. Let's talk about uh, kind of just everything. And we have to start with Shea Gilgis-Alexander because we can't not start with Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Two games is a small sample size, folks, okay? I'm going to preface that. If I'm going to preface it for some of these players that have underperformed so far, I also have to preface it for players that have achieved very highly so far. So two games is a small sample size, right? We can't extrapolate a lot from two games of basketball. With that being said, Shea Gilgis-Alexander has two really damn good games of basketball. Holy crap, man. 
This guy, 36 minutes tonight. Highest minute getter on the team, by the way, by six minutes. Chris Paul played 30 minutes. Danilo Gallinari played 30 minutes. Shea, 36. He also took the most shots on the team. Um, 10 of 17. He shot 50% from three, two of four. From the free throw line, he was six of eight. Seven rebounds, four assists, two steals, three blocks, 28 points. And he got those points in a myriad of different ways. Little stop-and-go uh, hesitation moves to the basket. These finger rolls, floating it up off the off the glass over guys. Um, a dunk, some mid-range pull-ups, some catch-and-shoot threes. Two games in, he looks really damn good, man. He looks really, really good, and it's really fun to watch. In the crowd tonight, especially when Shea came back in in that fourth quarter and got the game back to being tied after that pull-up mid-range J, you could just, in the in the stadium, you could just sense it. You could just feel the hearts of Oklahoma City fans falling again, just falling in love. It, it was, it's so corny, but man, it was just like in the air. You, you, you just got that feeling like, Everyone's just falling in love with this kid. And uh, damn, he's good. He is good. He's 21 in his second year in the league. The sky's the limit. Um, Thunder beat writer for The Athletic, uh, former Oklahoma City Thunder beat writer Fred Katz tweeted out uh, unprompted that he thinks that Shea Gilders-Alexander is going to be a multi-time all-star. This kid can just play, man. He can he can just play freaking basketball. It was beautiful. It was fun. Um, he looked great. There's a lot to look forward to defensively. I mean, some of the blocks he had, his steals, his body position, just everything was good. Everything was good. Nothing negative to say about Shea. Uh, now let's shift to the old veteran point guard who's been in the league for forever, who had an awful game tonight. And that's Chris Paul. Uh, Chris Paul, three of nine from the field for six points, uh, zero of two from three, zero of three from the free throw line. Five turnovers to four assists and two rebounds. Chris Paul looked bad tonight. Uh, there's, it, it's hard to say anything else about it. He just looked bad. Um, he didn't get a lot of assists. He was making bad passes, uh, poor decisions. It was like whenever he would run a pick and roll, he would back out and take a switch and try to ISO instead of like utilizing his craftiness to to make things work and so it was just it wasn't great for Chris Paul and I think he can turn it around I actually want to talk about a series of players that haven't been playing great so Chris Paul is the first one and then I'm going to kind of address all their their play all together so Chris Paul is the first one Steven Adams is the second one he was also three of nine shooting for seven points Uh, he did have 14 rebounds which was nice a steal and a block Um, but Adams just didn't look great either he actually kind of got shown up by Thomas Robinson tonight, which isn't good. And Adams' game, the past two games, I know Thunder fans are already like, what's wrong with Steven Adams? What, 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 why is he playing like this? He's so bad, blah, blah, blah. When during preseason, we're talking about how this dude could be an all-star because of the way he was playing. So again, two games, incredibly small sample size, right? We, we have to take this with a grain of salt. Now, if Adams is consistently playing like this, uh, by mid-November, then we've got a problem. But for right now, it's two games. The, this team is still feeling 
themselves out. It's a lot of new pieces. It's a new style of play. It's going to take a while. And we can't just say, oh, they had a preseason. They had training camp. It's it's not actual basketball, right? Like in the preseason, we saw they barely played their starting lineup. It's it's not actual basketball. So it, it's going to take a while for them to mesh, right? I don't think you can draw any conclusions to like 15 games into the season. Another player who had a poor night, who's had poor two nights in a row, Terrence Ferguson, 22 minutes tonight. Uh, he did get some shots up, but not till real late. He was 0 of 4, 0 of 3 from 3, uh, 4 rebounds, and 4 personal fouls. He also had a block, 0 points. I thought Ferguson played really good defense on Bradley Beal, although he got into foul trouble. Uh, Ferguson did. Bradley did as well. I thought Ferg played good defense. He's just not getting offensive looks. And some of that is on Ferg, right? He's got to cut. He's got to move. He's got to demand the ball a little bit. But some of it is on his teammates as well. He can't shoot the ball unless he gets the ball. And his teammates don't seem to be looking for him. And again, I think it's just going to be a feeling out process. We kind of saw this at the beginning of last year as well, right? And then Ferg kind of fell into his role. It's two games in. We got to give it some time. Uh, One guy tonight got his first minutes of the season. Abdul Nader, um, it was awful. And now let's move on to somebody else because I don't even want to spend time on that. Dennis Schroeder got a lot of minutes tonight, 25 minutes. Another really poor outing by Schroeder. Four of 14 from the field, four rebounds, three assists, a steal, a block. His block was impressive, nine points. When you get nine points on 14 shots from Schroeder, six points on nine shots from Paul, and seven points on nine shots from Steven Adams, that's just not going to cut it, right? That's super inefficient basketball, and you're not going to get much out of that. The saving graces tonight, Danilo Gallinari, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Those two guys had very good nights. I thought Darius Baisley played well tonight as well. Um, Hamadou Diallo continues to be an interesting storyline here. 18 minutes off the bench. Um, Second biggest minute getter off the bench again tonight. Three of seven from the field, seven points, five rebounds, a steal, five turnovers. Is that right for Hamadou Diallo? Holy smokes. Oh, yeah, he had a lot of traveling calls. I forgot about that. Hami, it, they, to me, it looks like they want Hami to be Andre Robertson when Andre Robertson isn't out there. It's going to take a while for him as well. I, I Again, I don't think we can jump to conclusions with this team because... It's two games into the season. So Shea's playing great. Maybe take it with a grain of salt, right? Maybe he's not going to be this great all the time. Adams has played bad. Take it with a grain of salt. Adams is not going to play this bad all the time, right? I guess my message in this entire post-game podcast is just, we got to pump the brakes a little bit. We got to relax and we got to let things play itself out. You also have to realize this team just also isn't a great basketball team, right? They're not going to win a ton of games. So we we had, we just collectively as a fan base, just inhale, exhale, let's take it a game at a time. It'll be all right. With that being said, I want to get to some Twitter questions. But before I get to those Twitter questions, I got something really cool to tell you about. If you visit the website, DSGN, design, DSGN, it's the word design without the vowels, designtree.com, 
A lot of cool t-shirts on there. Specifically though, you can find the Blue Wire branch on Design Tree. And we have two Shea Gilgis Alexander t-shirts up for sale. You're going to want to get in on these uh, while the, the hype is still there, right? Because he's going to be going off all season long. You're going to want to rep this kid as Thunder fans. The two designs, one of them is like a Run DMC SGA OKC shirt. They're really clean. The other one is in the style of that kind of offset Thunder statement jersey where it says OKC, but the letters are kind of offset, except it says SGA. And that one's really clean as well. A lot of people are hopping on. They're getting their shirts. Don't fall behind. You got to clear out your closet anyways, right? You got to get rid of those Russell Westbrook shirts, those Paul George shirts, those Jeremy Grant shirts. Might as well get a shirt of somebody who's probably going to be around on this team for years to come. So get on the bandwagon early. Designtree.com. You can search for the SGA shirt, or you can just click on the Blue Wire branch on the website, and you'll find it there. Make sure you go snag your Shea Gilgis Alexander t-shirt. Okay, lastly, before we get out of here for your second post-game podcast of the year, as I was leaving the peak, I tweeted and I asked you guys for Twitter questions. And so I wanted to hop on here. I wanted to read some of your questions, give you guys some shout-outs to everyone who sent in questions. Thank you. We really appreciate it. And I was going to answer some of these for you guys as we go along. So let's start with um, at Heaven's DH Gate. Is any player we had last year other than Hami good? Uh, yes, I think so. I think Steven Adams is really good. Um, I think, God, who even less is on this team? Uh, I think Hami is good. I think Ferguson is good. I think Adams is good. Um, Schroeder is decent. Again, I, I think we're jumping to conclusions too fast here. Uh, Heaven's DH gate. Just give it some time, right? We think you, th- people are asking, are these players good because they haven't been good for the past two games? But you have to understand it's two games in an 82-game season. It's two games with guys who their entire work structure has been completely changed. And the NBA is a job more than probably any other job that requires chemistry, lots of chemistry. It's going to take them a while. So uh, let's just give it some time. Next one is from ZA Sports Show, Zach Attack, at ZA Sports Show on Twitter. He asks, I have a question regarding our terrible head coach, Billy Donovan. And then he posted a gif of SpongeBob, it's Squidward, yelling, saying, why are you still here? Um, Again, it's two games, right? We can't extrapolate what Donovan's coaching is doing in these two games out of an 82-game season, right? Again, you've got to give it time. Like, is it Donovan's fault that the team lost this game? Is it Chris Paul's fault? Is it Steven Adams' fault? Some people would point to, oh, look at his rotations. Look at who he's playing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but he, he can only play the players that are on his team, right? People complain about him playing Abdul Nader tonight. Nader played 12 minutes. Nader's played 12 minutes out of two full games, right? It's not that much. Uh, people have complained. Why isn't he playing Nerlens Noel? I find that interesting, right? They're basically playing three centers. You would think something eventually is going to give there. Um, it's the beginning of the season. It's going to be a filling out time. They're going to play a lot of guys. They're going to try to figure stuff out. Just got to give it some time. So I'm not jumping on the fired Billy Donovan trade 
or train right now. Just be patient with it. Let's see what happens, right? Billy Donovan, his calling card is development of young guys, and that's kind of what they need for this team. So again, around Christmas time, let's revisit this conversation. And I also don't think you can judge this team and Billy Donovan's performance off wins and losses. They lost a game tonight. Does that mean Billy Donovan should be fired? I don't know because is the team like, are are they expected to win a lot of games? Like, we can't you can't fire somebody because they're not meeting expectations when the expectations are like non-existent, right? There's a lot of moving parts here. Um. At CubsFan2033, kind of asked the same question. Is it only 80 more games so I can stop tweeting Fire Donovan? Or is it three straight years? Um, I don't know. Like, will Donovan get extended? Will he get fired? Will they just let him go? Will they go in a new direction? I think they plan on probably keeping Billy Donovan around for the entire season and then revisiting after his contract expires, revisiting it, seeing how they felt in this shifting uh, era's uh, this season where, where we're shifting from the old into the new, how they feel about him then. Next one from at Rare Ratten. When do we start fully tanking and trading players like CP3 and Gallo? Rare Ratten, that's a good question. I don't think really any trades in the NBA are going to happen until at least December 15th. December 15th is the day in which any player who signed a free agent contract this past summer is eligible to be traded. And about 60% of the league signed contracts this summer. So a lot of the league cannot be traded right now. It's going to be a while. I do think Gallo will get traded. I do not know if CP3 will get traded or not. That one's kind of up in the air. But I think you have to wait till at least December 15th until they start trading people. Uh, What other questions do we want to get to? At ZachDiesel18. What's up with the Kiwi? Uh, I kind of touched on this earlier. I think we just need to give him some time. Steven Adams specifically. Steven Adams is a guy that does not play with the ball in his hands, right? He does not create for himself. Typically, he's assisted. And he's played his entire career next to Russell Westbrook. And he's used to to playing a specific way. It's going to take a while for somebody like that to get used to playing with new guys who are who are trying to pass in the ball. Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul have distinctly different styles of point guarding. And so it's just going to take Steven a while to kind of get in this groove, right? New players on the court. I think more than any anyone else, it's going to take a while for Steven offensively to kind of find his groove with this new unit. Uh, Zach also asked a second question, which I really liked. What stats does SGA need to average to be an all-star? Is what he's done the last two games good enough? I don't think Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going to make an all-star bid this season. Uh, If he were to make an all-star bid this season, he would have to probably sustain the scoring average of like 27 points a game. Um, He would probably have to get some of those other counting stats up a bit, his assists, his rebounds. And the Thunder would have to be like well over their win expected win total. Uh, He would have to like win them games not just put up stats, but he would have to win games uh, and a decent chunk of them, uh, probably a really big chunk of them, to jump past some of these guards in the Western Conference and make the All-Star bid. When you think of the Western Conference, you have, and the the guards for All-Stars, you have Russell Westbrook, 
You have James Harden. You have Drew Holiday. You have Luka Doncic. You have Devin Booker, uh, Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell, Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum. Like this, uh, Buddy Heald, De'Arian Fox, um, Lou Williams, Donovan Mitchell. Like, it's not that I don't think Shea could be a an all-star. I think he will be an all-star in his career. Just the West is low. Every guard in the West is good, and it's going to be really, really, really hard to jump some of those guys. So I don't think this year. Um, at Pac-Man Tomlinson, can Fur contribute on a team without being set up perfectly by a Russ-type player? If the answer isn't yes, then we desperately need to trade him. Uh, Sam, I think that's kind of what they're trying to find out from Ferguson this year. And again, small sample size, two games. We can't take a whole lot of information from that. If we took Ferg at face value after four games last season, everyone would say he's the worst player in the NBA, and he turned out to be pretty damn good last year. But I think what you're getting there, Sam, is is exactly what the Thunder front office are trying to learn. Is this a guy that can create some offense, that can still progress defensively, that can maybe put the ball on the floor, that can can shoot off the dribble, can attack a closeout, all these different things. They want to know those answers too. And we find out those answers over the course of a season, right? Ferg is going in. This is the start of his third year. And as a rookie on a, or on a rookie scale, scale contract, he's under a contract for four years. If they decide to trade him, it probably won't be until next year, right? They want to play this kid. He's 21. They want to play him and see what he ends up being. He's got so much room for growth that that we don't really know what he is at this point. You just got to give him some time. Um, last question comes from Uncontested's own co-host, Komiar Morabian, at K Morabian, CCM, uh, one of my best buddies, he asks, why did my life, my, my life, why did my wife leave me? Um, well, call me R, I'm sorry. Uh, number one, you don't have a wife. You just have a fiance. Uh, number two, she's not going to leave you. Uh, number three, after I get done recording this podcast, uh, you should come over and play video games or come over in the morning and watch college football. Uh, I hope you listen to this. Because this is how I'm going to communicate to you instead of texting you. So, there you go. Um, that's all I got for you guys tonight. Again, before I bump this outro music, which I don't mean to toot my own horn a whole lot, but y'all know that intro was fire, right? Like I threw that thing together. Like that thing, uh, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. I like it. So I'm, I'm excited to hit this. Uh, hit this outro podcast music because it's good stuff. But before I do that, I just want to remind you guys again, uh, a handful of things. Well, you know what? Hell, let's just bump the music now. Y'all want me to freestyle on this beat? (laughs) Just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Again, real quick, Thunder fans, just make sure you take it a day at a time, right? It's a new experience for all of us. This team's not expected to win a lot of games. Don't draw conclusions from two games into the season. Let's just ride it out. 
Just write it out. Enjoy the Shea Gilgis Alexander experience. And let's see where this thing goes. Okay? Things are going to be all right. I promise. At the end of the day, we'll be okay. All right? Just want to make sure that you guys know that we are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Check them out at Blue Wire Pods on Twitter. Hey, we're on all social media now. At the underscore uncontested on Twitter. At the underscore uncontested on Instagram. And if you search the uncontested on Facebook, you'll find our page. All the pods get uploaded there. All the images, everything. So whatever is your favorite social media platform, go hop on that. Why did my outro music stop? Let's get it going again. Also, check out DSGN, Design Without the Vowels, T-Tree, sorry, designtree.com. Hit that up. Get your SGA shirts. Get them while they're hot. You're going to want to wear them to, uh, to work, to school, to the game, whatever. Right. Thank you guys so much. You can hear us again Monday morning. We're going to have a big group podcast. We're going to hop on right after that Golden State game on Sunday. We're going to podcast. We're going to talk. We're going to break some stuff down. You guys can hear us again on Monday. So make sure you subscribe so you can get that podcast. Y'all have a great weekend. I hope whatever college football team you cheer for, hope they win. Hope whatever NFL team you cheer for, hope they win too. Thunder will get one eventually. Take it easy, guys. Have a great weekend. As always, Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.